Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You know, the NFL had the chance to do the right thing. I believe that the NFL was going to be on the right side of history for the first time ever. Fortunately, the NFL did what the NFL does. The impact that they've had on Toronto FC... It, it's undeniable. I understand that you have to defend your quarterback. I understand that you just can't come out and, you know, say, well, you know, we don't want Deshaun anyways. I understand. I get it. I have to do this because I have to appreciate Yes, and we're back. Welcome to Ray's Sports Rant. My name is Ray Rowd, and of course, I'm sitting in that director's chair of the Dean Blundell Network at DeanBlundell.com. Thanks to everybody who's uh, tuning in today. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Never miss an episode of Ray's Sports Rant. If you miss episodes, well, you suck. You can also find tons and tons of great sports content over at DeanBlundell.com. That includes my guest today, Mr. Mario from Hashtag Sports. Find them on YouTube, Hashtag Sports. Find them on Twitter at Hashtag 2.0. Find them on Instagram at Hashtag Sports, all that kind of good stuff. You know what I'm talking about. They're Buffalo Bills creators. They're also bloggers over at DeanBlundell.com, video makers at DeanBlundell.com. We love DeanBlundell.com. That uh, won't forever be called DeanBlundell.com. I just realized my wife was using my office today. There we go. Move the computer. As if, uh, you know, this isn't my office. Kids got COVID. So she gets to work from home. I get to put a mask on and go to work. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Blue Jays whooped the Phillies last night. Insane, right? Insane. Insanity. I mean, I think it was like 18 to 10. I think it was a catcher thrown to a catcher. It was a big scoring game. Everything was good. Crazy NFL weekend. Buffalo Bills just slaughter the Tennessee Titans on Monday night. Check out yesterday's episode. I talked to Griff. We talked about uh, uh, hockey, NHL, Toronto Maple Leafs, all that good stuff. All right. I'm done talking because it's time to get this show started the only way I know how. It's showtime. Let's get ready. No, I can't do it. It's trademark. It is trademark. Don't don't get my thing picked up Spotify right off the hop. What's going on, man? How are you? I am rolling. Uh, it's 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 a great. We had a Buffalo Bills victory Tuesday. Kind of bled into Wednesday. So it, it's 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 a good time to be a Buffalo Bills fan right now. Well, I was gonna. I wanted to start right off the hop, right? How does it feel? How you you guys lived seventeen years in a drought after watching your team lose four straight Super Bowls? Like, so it didn't get any better. You watched four no. straight losses, then you went into a seventeen-year drought, no playoffs, no the the little brother, the joke of the NFL, and now you're sitting on the top. I saw a thing today that said there's the AFC, the NFC, and the Bills. Like that's how they <laughs> feel. 
so how do you feel about it man how are you feeling about it because i might i might dampen your spirits here in a second with something i got to tell you i got yeah. some i got some breaking news i need to talk about but that's fine first, we, how we, does it feel don't tell me how it feels how does it feel how does it feel we, how does it feel to be relevant how does it feel to be cheering for the best team in the nfl we we could we could talk about the, obviously the controversial stuff that we could talk about but it it is you know, for the uh, for the longstanding fans that just suffered for so long, obviously you said the four Super Bowls, the seventeen year drought, something that will never be done again. I don't think. I think the seventeen year drought was a was actually a good thing for the NFL as far as how do you do not you don't run your team, you don't you don't try to mix coaches with different philosophies every three years and then those draft picks get shuffled off to other teams for their benefit. You don't, uh, you know, you you don't do a bunch of things where you you're shuffling GMs in there. So, I think the uh, the blueprint has been laid down where you get your GM, you get your coach, and you get your quarterback, and then uh, you try to see if you can make the best of it during his rookie deal, and then you try to figure it out from there. I mean, you being a Patriots fan, I know we're never going to see the twenty year drought anymore, uh, or not the twenty year uh, dynasty. So I mean, it's we're on both ends of the spectrum, right? So it's good that the Buffalo Bills, uh, for those that are fans of the Buffalo Bills, the Bills Mafia, they're actually enjoying it right now. It's a fun time. Yeah, you guys are enjoying it. There's still a bunch of you guys though that are a little bit down on yourselves with the yeah butters, and we'll get into that in a second. But I, let's talk about some yeah butts because I do have some bad news for Buffalo Bills fans. Oh, I happen to know on good authority. This is not Ray trolling. This is none of that stuff. I have seen the message. I I can't tell you where it came from because it would be breaching a lot of confidence. Okay. What I can tell you though is Jordan Poyer, star safety of the Buffalo Bills, his thoughts on the Buffalo Bills rework contract and incentives late in contract they added. He believes that it was a media job and a PR job for the team. He's not happy. He used the words bullshit and said that the incentives are unattainable. So while Buffalo Bills fans and media were running around saying this is good faith by the team, even Poyer's agent said this is a good faith move by the team, the player himself is not happy. There's some unrest. And if you add everything up and do the math, this is probably Jordan Poyer's final year with the Buffalo Bills. You know, we uh, we struggled on, on our channel over at Hashtag Sports on YouTube, and you know, now that we're a part of the Dean Blundell dot com network, you know, it's it's tough because you you see this is the natural progression. The fact that the Buffalo Bills have been able to keep so many players, incumbent players, for so long has been a testament to their infrastructure, and that's been great. But now you look at it. This is the this is the business, Ray. You know, we weren't privy to the kind of incentives that Jordan got. You know, you're talking if if he if, if he in fact did say that, and you said you are you have on good authority that he did. Say I that. have I he, I can I can assure you it happened from a guy who has two picks in two games, saying they're unattainable incentives. That's that's crazy. That's crazy for that, but this is the this is the progression. This is the this is the business side of the NFL that normal fans do not want to talk about, don't want to discuss. I mean, you think these guys are going to be in their jerseys forever? That are fan favorites. Jordan Poyer, his story is amazing, of where he came from and where he is and what he's been doing. But 
the bottom line is this, and I know I'm probably going to catch some heat from Bills fans. He's a 31-year-old safety that is a torpedo in that defense, coming up on the run, coming up in blitz packages, doing a bunch of stuff. He's not a center field like he's not a center fielder like Micah Hyde, where he's 31 and you're like, eh, you can give him a longer deal. If he's 31, you give him a longer deal. If he's a center fielder, if he's an Ed Reed type playing center field, but if you're a Brian Dawkins type player, uh, where he's just a missile going in there hitting everybody for the last four plus years that he's been playing there, you know that stuff wears on on guys. And you know a lot of times where if you expect Jordan Poyer to have the next four years, just like his previous four years, then he'd already been paid. So. I mean, a lot of that stuff intertwined, we can go into, but it's weird that, you know, in the NFL, they pay you for what you're going to do, not what you did. And he initially signed that contract. He initially had a reworked extension deal. So we're going to have to see what happens with Jordan Poyer in the in the future coming up. It's also not a bad thing to have a guy playing for his next contract on the team because you're wrong. A team will not pay for what you did. Another team will. Another team for what you did, hoping that you replicated. Mm-hmm. I don't see Jordan Poyer, even at 31 years old. I mean, look, I'm 36. I know what you feel like at 36. I felt different at 31. I felt different at 32. I don't I don't see any sort of drastic drop-off for Jordan Poyer heading into next season. I think oh, that he can go to a team somewhere else and he can be an influential player and be a big piece on a defense, especially a team that would need a safety. And yeah, I'm looking yeah. – and I'm going through this list, you know, and this type of thing. We know that there's a bunch of safeties on the free agent market next year, but I think that, you know, two interceptions, Micah Hyde now probably not playing this week. He's yeah. injured. It's just going to showcase Jordan Poyer a little bit more, especially the way Jordan Poyer's playing with no Tredavious White on the field. All it's doing is upping his value. And yeah. I, I don't know, for me, I just, where do you, like, where would a Jordan, what would a Jordan Poyer do after the season? Well, it's interesting you see just to just to your point really quick is the fact that we have not seen in Buffalo. We haven't seen Hyde without Poyer or Poyer without Hyde a lot. Maybe a couple plays, maybe a game. You haven't seen it a lot. So it's almost like a marriage. Like how how will the other person do without that? I just for me as a Bills fan, I just hope he doesn't go the route of, of like a Bobby Wagner. You know what I mean? Bobby Ooh, Wagner staying in the division. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't, you know, Bobby Wagner. Like a Patriot? Like he, becomes a, he becomes a Patriot and just, just hammers home? I don't. You would be the best guy to talk to about that, right? But I, he's, they, they have 17 safeties on New England. You know what I mean? They have they got Duggar there. He's a young guy who comes up and helps on the run. So I don't think you bring in a Poyer because you got Duggar. Duggar's that guy. He's that can you dude. Play, can you play defensive line? Can, you know? <laughs> Good no, yeah, Mary. Yeah, you're right. He's... <laughs> better than some of our offensive linemen but you know you're absolutely right when it comes to Poyer uh he's not a free safety no the Patriots got a 55 year old free safety in the backfield and Devin McCourty uh (laughs) that's who they're going to need to replace I could see Belichick replacing McCourty with a 32 year old free safety but that's not who Poyer is Poyer is that Kyle Duggar position that Jabril Peppers position Adrian Phillips position. They kind of got a whole slot of guys. So yeah, unless he can come off and play defensive edge or something of that nature, be uh, I just, yeah, Jordan Poor is probably not a fit for the new England Patriots. So the bills are out. The Patriots are out. Where does that leave him? Uh, if he decide, no, well, I mean, if we're having this discussion where he decided to pull a Bobby Wagner and stay within the division, because that's how disgruntled he is. Uh, I think you're out on the jets. 
Um, I don't know if he wants to go with a guy that, you know, a rookie quarterback with not very many weapons there and stuff like that. And I think Soleil, Soleil has made his mark in the NFL with the front seven and everything else like that's concerning there. So I don't know. They would probably just draft a guy. You just got Sauce Gardner there, so he's going to take care of half the field for you and stuff like that. Honestly, the the I mean, doesn't doesn't his wife live in Miami? Rachel loves Miami. Does she Rachel love, I mean, loves. We're on a first name basis, plus, by the way. Now it's just not Rachel Bush. It's just Rachel. We're on a first name basis. But you you she take into account, she's in the three hundred five. She's you there. Take into account this. Like let's say let's say the Patriots are out. Let's say let's say Poyer is going to want to stay in the division. Let's just talk about that for a second. And you take the Patriots out of the equation. You got Jersey and you got Florida. Oh, I'm taking Jersey there's, every day of the week. No, there's no state tax. There's Florida, nothing, so his contract I don't know, though. You've been, if you've been in Jersey in February, there's no better weather than that. <laughs> his contract will be worth more in Florida. So if he decided to go that route with two stud corners in Miami down there and you know he feels like he's going to get paid – and he, he feels slighted by the Buffalo Bills, I would not be surprised one bit if Poyer decided to go down to Miami. I mean, as, as much – I would hate it. Like, this discussion is basically if he stays within the division, the best team for him to go to would be essentially Miami, which is terrifying to say the least, even at 32. Could you imagine Jordan Poyer kind of just floating over Xavier Howard, <sighs> Stephon Diggs catches the football, and – Bang! Just, I, I would not like that at all. I don't know. And the fact, too, because if you're Miami and you think that you're close to Buffalo, and you get a Poyer who has all this firsthand knowledge of the infrastructure of the Bills, that is a that is something that you would want to pay for. Like you said, other teams would pay for it. Three year deal, thirty something million. I know he wants Derwin James money. But did you see Derwin James suplex Travis Kelsey? Like that was ridiculous. I don't. Poyer could be that guy. I mean, but if he's if not as a center fielder, we've talked about this. There's two different positions. He's a center fielder, and there's a guy that comes up and supports on the run. Not to say that Hyde doesn't. He doesn't do it as much as Poyer. So if that were to manifest, Poyer is essentially like you said. He's playing on a contract year, so he would if he stayed within the division. I don't. I think the Bills would try, would want to get him out of the AFC altogether, but they have no choice in the matter if they don't resign him. So maybe this could be a discussion that we bring up uh, around trade deadline. So if they don't think that Poyer is going to stay on the team, they got two young safeties in Hamlin and Johnson who have showed some promise in the preseason. But then again, it's the preseason. You got, guys, guys, here's how much stock I put in the preseason. The Detroit Lions that went 0-16 went 4-0 in the preseason that year. Just putting it out there. So that's how much the preseason means to me. But if like if Poyer was to stay in the division, I think his best bet would be to go to Miami, even though I hate it. I hate let's, even saying it. Hurts. Let's let's stick in the three hundred five, shall we? Because <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> because the Buffalo Bills will be flying down there very shortly, <laughs> soaking yes, in the sun, yeah. getting some nice heat, probably wearing their blues because the Dolphins like to wear their whites at home and make the other team sweat. And you know those Bills players, even the ones from Florida, they all got that uh, that thick Buffalo blood, so it gets hot. It's the same thing when like the Foxborough guys go down there. I know what it's all about. Oh, it's the... so I. All right, I got a couple of different things to say here, and then I'll I'll throw it back to you. But I, I so 
there's been a lot of, of very um, happy, arrogant Dolphins fans out there who ah. just – I saw one guy say that this Bills-Dolphins game should be flexed because it's going to be the best game of the week. So obviously putting the Dolphins on the – putting the Dolphins at the same level as the Buffalo Bills because that's when it's the best game of the week, right? That's when you flex it, when it's two teams that anybody could win. So they obviously think that the Dolphins have just as good a chance of winning this game as the Buffalo Bills. Dude, good on you. You're 2-0. You should have got blown out by Baltimore. They blew it. It's fine. Good on you. Good on you. But what I will throw out there as we have this discussion is I also saw a graphic today from Fox Sports, who I swear sometimes just wants to ruffle feathers when they say stupid shit. And they said, who's the best team in the AFC? And put up a graphic of the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. And I un- I understand that Tua is playing his best football over two games. I understand they have Mike McDaniel. I understand that other coaches are trying to figure it out. I'm going to throw out there that I think the Patriots held them to 13 points offensively because there was a defensive score by Miami in that game to, to yeah. pop it up to 20. So... I'm not fully sold on Miami because they had an okay game against the New England Patriots and they had a big second half against the Baltimore Ravens. I think that when you look at Miami, there's still a lot of questions that they need to answer where the Buffalo Bills have answered every question that needs to be answered. So let me ask you, is there anything in your body and get your whole yeah, but bullshit out of here. I sat on your pregame or your postgame uh, on Monday with you and Joe listening to you guys trying to downplay the Buffalo Bills. I told you then I understand that you've been hurt. You guys act like you have daddy issues when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. What I'm going to put out on the table right now, get rid of all that shit and be as honest as possible do you see a morsel of hope for the miami dolphins to walk away with a win over the bills even missing micah hyde even missing dane jackson how the fuck are the miami dolphins gonna beat the buffalo bills yeah held derrick henry to 1.9 yards per carry like the buffalo bills it's not just the offense, it's the defense. And hey, they did that without Dane Jackson because Jackson went out in the first quarter with that just unbelievably unlucky play. Yeah. Tell me, what the fuck is Miami going to do to you guys? You know what? The Buffalo Bills have had a tale of two games so far. You play, you play the Super Bowl defending champions who are a pass-happy team. You're able to hold them to 10 points. Then you play a team that's fo- more focused on the run. Now, I'm not going to – I mean, this may hurt your narrative a little bit, but Taylor Lewan went out earlier than Dane Jackson that game. And I don't know. We're not going to make comparisons here to player, player, position, position. But you don't, you lose your best offensive lineman, you're going to struggle throughout the day. You know what I mean? So that being said, realistically, the way the Buffalo Bills are playing and how disciplined they are and a bunch of different things that they're doing, Miami is talent across the board. Like we, we can't discount – the talent that they have on that roster down in the 305. But Buffalo, the only way that they can lose this game against Miami is if they shoot themselves in the foot. Unforced errors, lapses, lapses of, you know, mental mistakes and stuff that like that. Like, like Allen's running around, he fumbles. We haven't seen it much. He had a fumbling problem a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, when he used to run quite a bit. He used to fumble the ball a bit. Doesn't do that that much anymore, but doesn't run as much anymore. But the thing is, if if there are lapses in judgment and decision-making that go on in that game where they go down there, 
a team that has won seven of the last eight against Miami, and they go down there and they just think they're going to steamroll them. It could be a it could be a long day for the for the Buffalo Bills because we've seen that the Miami Dolphins, even on a weak secondary and a weak defense, can score at will because they have the horses to do so. So if they go in there and thinking that it's going to be a walkthrough, then it's going to be a problem. But if they go down there with the same focus that they've had in the first, because they had things to prove in the first two games, we got to remember this. You know, you know as well as I do, Ray. Football is as much psychological as as it is physical. You're playing the defending Super Bowl champions who you thought you should be playing in that exact stadium, you know, for the Super Bowl. You have something to prove. You're playing the Tennessee Titans who you lost a game to due to an Allen slip by three points and end up losing your your home field. Uh, And then they end up getting being the number one seed. So they had things to prove against the first two teams that they play. Now they're playing a team that they've readily handled. I mean, if you look at the statistics of Josh Allen in, the, in, the, in his eight games against the Miami Dolphins, if you prorated that over the season, they're MVP numbers. I mean, 21 touchdowns passing, five picks. He has another four rushing touchdowns. Uh, he has over 2,000 yards passing in eight games. Uh, he's got like over a 65% completion percentage. He's run the ball very well against them. He's done anything that he's wanted to do against the Miami Dolphins. Now you have a new head coach down there, which totally tilts the entire scale. You don't know what they're going to do. You don't know how they're going to approach certain things. So that being said, the like I said, the unforced errors or the mental mistakes by the Buffalo Bills and – did you see the Buffalo Bills injury report today? I did. I think I you did. and me are the only two that weren't on it. Yeah. So I've listened to your nonsense for four minutes now. Like, oh, oh, the Buffalo Bills do this. Oh, if the Buffalo Bills do that. Oh. Like, <laughs> shut up. Okay. <laughs> what did like, you want I, me to say? Did you want I, me to say they're going to whitewash the Dolphins 42 to nothing? Is that what you yeah, want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to shut them out. You're, let's be honest. I told you guys this. I told you guys this on your post game. I said, I'm getting so sick of your suck ass. Oh, we, you know, we can't count them out. We can't do this. We can't do that. You have one challenger, one challenger only in the entire AFC East or the entire AFC. And that's the, uh, the Kansas city chiefs. And I think the Kansas city chiefs are a great team. I think they're the second best team in the AFC. They've looked absolutely phenomenal. I have my boy Brit chief on, on Monday talking about the chiefs. I thought it was absolutely great. Shout out to Brad. Good follow follow him at Brit chief UK. I think they're a great team. The name of that podcast was the Buffalo bit or the uh, people wrote the Kansas city chiefs off. Turns out they're still one of the best teams in the league. One of not the best. I'm going to go back to what I heard today. There's the AFC, the NFC, and the Buffalo Bills. I heard you guys on Monday. I sat there and listened to your nonsense. Well, you know, it's going to be a short week, and they got to go to Miami, and they got to do this. You could have beat the Dolphins yesterday in the middle of the Arctic, okay? (laughs) I'm telling you right now, or the middle of Sahara, if you want to put on the heat. Uh, I yeah, you can try to piss on my my narrative all you want. I'm not a Buffalo Bills fan. Everybody who's a regular on this show knows I'm a New England Patriots fan. It makes me sick to my stomach that I have to talk about the Bills like this. But oh my god, you honestly, people like you are almost worse than the fucking guys that are out there thinking that that you know Josh Allen's already won six Super Bowls. You know what I mean? 
show a little bit of arrogance, show a little bit of confidence and say exact. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to be a professional. I know who you are. You try to be no, even no, no, keeled. No. I, this comes you from try, statistics, Ray. You try to be even keeled. You try to use your stats. I know deep down in the crevice, right in the fucking middle of your ball sack, you just want to come out and say the fucking Buffalo Bills are going to slaughter the Dolphins exactly like they did to the Tennessee Titans. Just admit it. Admit that, it. That would be nice. Can I take you down a trip to memory lane, Ray? Oh, see, here we go. Here we, we go. go down he, a trip he, to memory he's lane. Good, it's fucking PTSD shit's going to come up again. Go ahead. No, I'll give you some, I'll give you some, some, uh, you know, I'll just say the three words. Any given Sunday. Do you great remember? Movie. Great movie. Ray, great movie. Oh, great movie. Do you remember in 2019, your New England Patriots, Second game of the year, playing the Miami Dolphins at Miami, 43 to nothing. Just piss-pounded the Dolphins. The Dolphins shouldn't have been on the same freaking field as New England Patriots that year. Last game of the year, they lose 27 to 24 to the Dolphins, a team they should have never lost to. Okay, so I got a question for you. Okay, here I've we go. got a question for you. Sure. <laughs> Is Stephon Diggs playing on Sunday? Yes, he is. Possibility that Gabe Davis plays on Sunday? Heavy possibility, yes. Jameson Crowder playing on Sunday? Jameson Crowder was not listed on the injury report, no. Okay, so they're all probably playing, right? Yes. yes. When 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 the Patriots beat the Dolphins 43 to nothing. Oh, here we go. Tom Brady's wide receivers that day was Julian Edelman, familiar face, right? Yes. Antonio Brown. Okay. And, and Josh Gordon. Those were his top three receivers. A lot of speed. A lot of speed there. The last game was Julian Edelman, who had 17 injuries and probably shouldn't have been playing. <laughs> Philip Dorsett and Nikhil Harry. Oh, I'm sorry. And Mohamed Sanu, Sir Drops a Lot. <laughs> Sir Drops a Lot. So if they had the same team they had week two, they would have beat the brakes off of Miami as well. True. It wasn't the same team. We all knew that after AB left, was cut, when Josh Gordon fell off the wagon again, the, the New England Patriots, who I believe were 9-0 and that season at one point, were a mirage. They were a fantastic defense that I think gave up like 20 points over six games. Oh, like it was disgusting. They started yeah. the season giving up three points in the first two weeks. Yeah, and I think one of those against the Bills. And the only reason you guys scored was because of a turnover. I, mean, I think it was a muffed punt, to be honest with you. And that, and the, that was the, the Bills' only score. You're probably right. So, again, they were a mirage, and you needed the defense to play out of their mind. The whole They needed them to be the Ravens, like the 2002 Ravens. You needed them to be that the entire season, and it was all a mirage. Uh, this Bills team is not a mirage. This Bills team is the Bills team. I warned you last week, week one. And said, listen, I saw that 2019 Patriots team beat the brakes off the, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Monday and Sunday on a Sunday night football game. But what I saw Monday night was an absolute repeat. They cleaned up the turnovers and they went fucking bananas. They put up 41 points, Mario, and your starters didn't play the fourth quarter. Okay. That's true. Yeah. It, again, another game you should have won. They should have won 75 to nothing. <laughs> or sorry, 75 to seven. You didn't even play Vaughn Miller. I don't remember him being on the field. I will check that for you, sir. I have the uh, 
I have the snap counts readily at my disposal here. So let me, let me I have, check that for you. As you're looking that out, answer this question too, because we're running out of time. Because I did yes, want to bring this up. Gabe Davis. The, the Buffalo Bills show that they can win without Davis on Monday. But how important is it going to be to get him back up in the lineup for Buffalo? Or can they survive uh, an extended period of time? Because I did hear that he was not limping and he was not in a walking boot and he had no extra padding on his ankle after the game. So it sounds like he could have been good to go. You said on your pre or in your post game, I apologize, that you believe if they're playing Kansas City, he probably would have played. They just kept him up for Tennessee. But your offense was so deep. Like, could you not just take your time with Gabe Davis now and just make sure he's 100% healthy and really not rush him back? Sit him for one more game against Miami? I think that they would be comfortable with that, but then what what happens to the two-headed monster that's the cornerbacks for the Miami Dolphins now that they get shifted down into the slot? This Howard's playing the slot. We have to realize something, too, is that one of the sneaky things that the Buffalo Bills have been, been doing as well as Ken Dorsey is they've been putting digs in the slot quite a bit and trying to see if the number one corner will go with them, which actually you know as well as I do is a tell so that they're playing man, which helps – the quarterback to read so i don't know i mean i am i comfortable with jamison crowder khalil shakir and dawson knox backing up so so to speak stefan diggs yeah if you have gabe davis in the game if you're going to use him as a decoy if he's not 100 like i said i think if they played the kansas city chiefs he would have went but i think because they were playing the titans and they realized the game plan that they had was going to be very, be very heavily favored towards stefan diggs uh, I think they were fine, but you know you got Davis and Knox both on the on the injury report. So, I I believe that the Buffalo Bills, this being a division game, the fact that you're playing four out of six division games to end your season, this is one of the ones you need, and you need it. So I think Gabe Davis will be ready to go and and he'll play on Sunday. All right, tell the people where they can find you. We got to get out of here. You can find us over on all of our socials, TikTok, Twitter. Um, Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at HTAC Sports. We are on YouTube and the DeanBlundell.com network. Uh, you can find all of our stuff over there. Just, just Google hashtag sports. You'll find me and Paul and Joe and, and the rest of the crew. We're going to be doing fantasy football picks. We have a pick, razor sharp picks. Uh, if you're a, if you're into the betting, um, that went out today, that, right? What's that? That went out that went today. Went out this morning. Yes, and we will always have play-by-play of the Buffalo Bills and our post game, which Ray joined this past week. Thank you, Ray. I think um, I should be oh. a regular guest on your post game. I think I brought a dynamic that you guys need, like just some fucking reality. You, you went, you you went a little Emmett Smith on us, though. I'm gonna be honest with you. You you kept comparing the Bills to the Patriots, like like Emmett. Remember when he, Emmett was on ESPN? He kept comparing everybody to the to the Cowboys. But I do. But you, dude. The, <laughs> The name I'm writing a blog right now called the Buff the 2022 Buffalo Bills are giving off 2007 Patriots vibes because Ooh. I'm gonna that, read that. I can't wait to read that. Yeah, because that. that's exactly what this team is right now. I'm not saying they're gonna I'm not saying they're gonna go undefeated, but they are. Uh thank you for pitching all your stuff and leaving out the most important one of them all. But you can also catch Mario on our podcast, the Who's Got yeah. Next podcast. Wait for you. That goes. I never, you know, I but but I, you got to pitch it. I always got to pitch my own podcast. You 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 know you could pitch it. You could say like you're so proud. It's a collaboration of two podcasters and two guys that stragglers that we found right. No, it's no. <laughs> two of my former Dear Pat's Nation hosts, Connor Carney and uh, producer Mike. And of course, I'm now with Ray Sports Rant. 
Mario's with hashtag sports and we're just like, hey, let's have a let's start a bullshit podcast where we talk about nothing. It's like Seinfeld was swearing. It's amazing. Mario, I gotta go. Thanks for coming, man. I'll see you next week. All right, see you later. All right, that's all she wrote today. Make sure that you check it out on YouTube every day and over on the Dean Blundell Network Twitter account at Dean Blundell Net. Uh, follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Hit that like button, subscribe, all that fun stuff. If you have time to, uh, if you don't have time to watch the show, get the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and at DeanBlundell.com. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, send it to me on Twitter. Uh, that's really all I got left to say. Thanks so much for tuning in to Ray's Sports Rant. And never forget, you're all legit, kid. Looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.